Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. Welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the Injustice animated film from DC Comics. So, here we go. Injustice is known as one of the greatest DC comics of all time, which is funny because it's an Elseworlds. This movie is based on the comic book plot influenced by the Injustice video game. I'm sure you guys are familiar with this. Um, I think mostly, like, fans love the comic book, and I never understood why, because I'm just not, like, I'm never the target audience for video comics that, like, are made in conjunction with a movie or, you know, like, it carries on adventures. That's just not my jam. Like, the video game happened, and thus it's informing comics, and I'm like, I don't care. You know, it's, it doesn't matter to me. But what I've learned about this area that I'm wrong uh, is that, you know, the writer of the comic book series is someone I love uh, for the first half of it, two thirds of it at least, which is Tom Taylor. And I, Bruno Redondo was even eventually on art in this book, which is currently the team on Nightwing and currently one of my favorite teams working in comics. So I briefly read this comic book run. Um, it was released digitally, and so I read it sporadically with you know the, on the DC Universe Infinite app. So that's how I kind of take in the content. So I'm kind of familiar like with what happened in this movie for at least the first third of it. It's about like you know the first arc is I, I noticed it was directly taking stuff out of the comic book dialogue happening and character moments and stuff like that. So I I really want to talk about the the reaction I knew that a, the, a lot of the audience had going into this movie, that being mostly negative. And so I kind of had my bar low when I checked this out because I was just like, you know, I don't, you know, nobody liked this. So at least I want to see it. I, I like Tom Taylor. Let's, let's, let's just make an opinion for myself. First and foremost, uh, I loved the animation style of this movie Lately, so DC, the DC animated universe had a very like cohesive animation style from like their Justice League reboot, uh, I think it's Justice League War to, you know, Apocalypse War. They kind of like took the new 52 Justice League and made like a lineal universe. It was like, you know, your own DC animated universe. Uh, and I liked that, but then, you know, Apocalypse War ended that entire franchise and DC still making content, so they changed up their animation style. I think they went like, I just think they keep cutting money from it, which is not easy. But um, you know, the animation style has changed, and I can be completely honest in saying like I'm not nuts about the animation style. It's just, I think I don't know some some, it wears its budget on its sleeve, and not in a good way, uh, in my opinion. But like I'm, I'm watching all the content still. I want to. I want to watch these stories adapted. But man, it's tough. This one though, I really like the animation style. I liked what they were doing. The way they adapted the Justice costumes over into animation was really excellent. And like also the voice cast they got for this movie in particular, like there's some names that I was like really surprised. I'm sure you guys may know more some more than I did. But like just some of the ones that stuck out to me, Superman was played by Justin Hartley, who's like obviously in This Is Us, and previously Green Arrow on Smallville. He's bounced around the DC universe a little bit. Um, Batman was voiced by Anson Mount, which I thought was pretty cool. That was Black Bolt in the Inhumans uh, Marvel show. Mirror Master is everyone's favorite Spider-Man voice right now, Yuri Lowenthal. And then Harley Quinn was voiced by Jillian Jacobs of Community Fame. So I was like, wow, like those are just four off the bat. There's actually a couple more that like, really stuck out to me, but whether or not they were bigger than that, I was like, 
Whoa. It was just pretty neat. I was pretty down with that. Um, Justin Hartley. I was like, wow, like you got him on this. Now getting into the story, it is so influenced by the Tom Taylor Injustice run. They just stole straight dialogue from it. I'm talking about when Green Arrow and Harley are talking about the Arrow Cave being called the Quiver. That was way better. I have a whole list of cons, so I'm going to skip right to the end because there's there's some good stuff they adapted, but like again, you're always going to from from these DC animated movies and the straight adaptations, like there's few and far between of ones that like are on par with the source material, and this one definitely just like wasn't, and that's not a bad thing. How many times have you had conversations that, you know, the book is better than the movie? I think this is just one of those examples. So again, I never finished the series and I don't know how it ends. But the idea at the end of this movie that Earth-1 Superman uh, comes in to defeat Earth-9 Superman, I thought was really freaking cool. So obviously, like I said, Injustice is an Elseworlds title. And so our like canonical... Not like our Superman. I'm sorry, guys. There's no Superman. But uh, within Earth-1 being the DC Universe, that Superman coming in to defeat it, like the true Superman, I just thought was so clever. And I thought it was well enacted. I don't know how the story ends in, in again, in the Injustice comics. So I couldn't tell you. But I kind of really like that idea that it, it recognizes and like nods to the multiverse and the true Superman. But the true fulfilling end... Uh, is a different Lois telling Clark plainly what she thinks about who he's become. And, you know, is that not a very true, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a poetic ending because it, Superman in those comics is doing everything he did because of what happened to Lois, which I don't want to spoil for you guys. I spoiled the end just now, but the inciting incidents I think are really, really, really well done. And especially in the comics, I think they're really excellent. So I don't want to, you know, I don't, don't want to spoil that, but but Lois coming back to our Clark, I thought was really beautiful and like much more somber because we had the action ending and then we had the somber ending, which I thought was really good. And now I have kind of a long list of cons, but I didn't hate the movie either. So here we go. Number one, I th- this movie was so rushed. Um, I think that with the amount of comic books that it has... With it, it is literally like, this could have been a trilogy. I don't know if I blame this film as much as I blame the rest of the DC animated universe because, like, they're, they're having such a hard time cramming stuff into those movies. Like, this isn't, in my opinion, even the worst adaptation of... This is not the worst adaptation of DC source material that they either try to elongate or cram into one movie. And the two I'm looking at right now are Batman Hush and Batman the Killing Joke. This adaptation's are a little tough, and that's all I'm going to say about that. The Injustice comic, I looked it up, is 153 issues. And they're shorter issues because they're digital, but they're still extensive. And that being the case, yeah, so the runtime of this movie is 1 hour and 18 minutes, which is like, how did they cram 153 issues into like less than an hour and a half? Like, what? What makes you think that's okay? And especially when I think that one of the biggest from what I've seen in the fans is some of the biggest like uh, props that they give this franchise is like, it's a great perspective into the DC universe. You know, they get a unit there. It recognizes each character, but the story didn't quite focus on every character and it didn't give us any time to mourn any of the deaths that happened. Like it was just, 
it was, it was one scene to another. There's just no time to resonate on the beats. And therefore like, there's no opportunity for us to be surprised by anything because they literally just ran as fast as they could to the next thing, the next big beat in the story. And therefore the beats in this one, I didn't think mean anything. And so that was kind of a problem. Um, the third act in this movie could have had end game potential, but they rushed it. And like, it didn't have to be. That's the thing is like, why do we have to, it was one hour and 18 minutes. That's nothing. The con of this movie is that it started strong. I thought, and it had like the secret sauce. There's some stuff where it's like, they got the, the a really good adaptation started and then they just rushed to the finish line when they really could have taken their time doing some stuff. So um, I think it did have potential to have the secret sauce and then it just completely fell flat. Overall, though, I think I give this movie a rating of a 6.5 out of 10. I liked it, but, you know, it let me down in some spots. And I just think, like, it, it could have been so much more. So 6.5 because I don't, you know, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's the worst DC animated movie, but it's not my favorite. And, like, I just want to hope that they're getting there, you know. Okay, well, I'm Cameron. I don't just read comics. I love them. Make sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons and maybe check out my podcast, Cameron Reads Comics. I will see you next time.